Uncluttered and Unfiltered is brought to you in part by our latest obsession, Pain Cakes. Pain Cakes are the revolutionary cold pack that stick to you so you can stick to your routine. Whether you're pounding the pavement as a runner like me or you're tackling the clutter as a professional organizer like Christine, Pain Cakes has got you covered. Pain Cakes comes in three sizes and can be used again and again. We both keep them in our freezers. And when we feel an ache or a pain, you just stick them on your body. You can do it a hundred times. It's all the benefits of using a cold pack, but no downtime. Find pancakes at pain-cakes.com or at thousands of retailers nationwide. Welcome to Uncluttered and Unfiltered, the podcast urging you to let it go and don't look back with nationally acclaimed professional organizer, Christine Stone and self-proclaimed hot damn mess radio and TV personality, Eden Kindle. Thanks so much for joining us. This is episode three of Uncluttered and Unfiltered. My name is Eden Kendall. I am a broadcaster of many, many years, and I'm here with neatly designed professional organizer, Christine Stone. Hi. Hey, everyone. We're back. We are back. So who are we? If you're just joining us for the very first time, I am 56 years old. I am a mess in every sense of the word because I'm always running in circles. Christine, on the other hand, is a professional organizer. You have to follow her on Instagram. Stop what you're doing and do that Do that immediately, neatly designed. You're very different than me, and yet we're very much the same in a lot of ways. Absolutely. We're, we're women over 50, and um, we also, you know, have a lot of similarities. Our kids are up and grown, and um, we've gone through some of the same things in life and just wanted to share it with everybody else. So basically, it's this. Our theme, our mantra, if you will, is let it go and don't look back. If you are somebody that's listening in your 30s or your 40s, you will hopefully pick up some things from us that will help you to realize that you don't have to hang on to every emotion every relationship, relationship, every guilty moment of your life. Anytime you had an embarrassing moment, you can let it go or you can become somebody who can laugh at these things. And also your stuff at being an organizer, we're always going to give you tips and things to get your space neater and more organized and simplified. Uncluttered. Because it's all part of the the grander theme of uncluttering your your whole psyche, your the way you look at things. Now, if you are 15 up, we hope you feel like you found your people. Yes. We do. Yes. We really do. So today we're talking, before we um, get into today's organizational segment, but we're going we're gonna to be talking about the empty nest because yes. when the kids fly the coop, you are left with more space in your heart. There's a big old hole. Lump in your th- hole in your heart, a lump in your throat, but then you also have some extra space. So we're going to talk about... All of the emotions and all of the things that go into the nest becoming empty. But before we do that, let's let's get in the time machine and go back many years to when the kids were smaller. And you are like today's listener who has a pantry that just makes her want to pull her hair out. Tell us a little bit about this pantry. Well, this pantry I looked at and I immediately um, said we have to repaint this. It We want to make it look brand new. So we have to remove the shelving. We're going to put the shelving back in, but it really needed some sanding and a fresh coat of primer and paint. Which goes back to something we talked about in our first episode and we got some feedback where you said we talked about painting walls and and doing things like that. And you feel like nobody really sees it, but you see it and you're worth it. 
Well, especially no matter where it is, but in a pantry, everybody sees that it. That is true. You're right. I mean, that is, the kitchen is the hub of the home. So if you are going to tackle one area to begin with, it, it would be great to tackle the kitchen because kids have friends come over, you eat dinner in there, you prepare lunches in there, you prepare food in there, you have dinner time in that area. So really tackling the kitchen is a priority usually. So with her uh, pantry, I said we did a fresh coat of paint, something as simple as a garbage can. She had a black garbage can. And to me, once again, I always tell you what sticks out to me versus someone else. Garbage can, she didn't even think about. But when we got a new slimline garbage can from Target and it was white, it just disappeared. And that's what you want to do with spaces. You, If you're trying to work with something you already have, which this was her pantry, she wasn't changing it. She was just giving it a facelift. You have to work with what you have. And so looking at the dimensions, looking at the space, she also wasn't using the door. Everybody needs to use the door in a pantry because it's such valuable space. It's like a wall. Yeah, it's like a wall. And so we had a door organizer attached and we put, you know, paper products and some other items in there. And um, the fresh coat of paint right away made it look brand new. They reinstalled the shelves and one of them they installed a bit higher because it was so low. So that even gave her more space. And then we did very inexpensive organizing items. I mean, I'm talking very inexpensive from Ikea. And we did a three-tier organizer so she could see all our canned goods. We decanted items. We put items that she never uses on the very top shelf. Decanted items, meaning you had like some some containers and you took things out of the boxes they yes. were in and put them into the yes. containers? Yes, put them into the containers like cereal, cookies, mm-hmm. whatever you want to put in them. It's easy because her kids were older. They could get their own snacks. And we also put snacks in bins so the, and labeled them so the kids could go in there after school and grab their own snacks. Then I also had a cart. I love, love, love these carts. Um, this is from Target. You can get them anywhere, though. And it's just a white cart, and we used it for all her paper products. So when she's entertaining or has other children over, she just wheels it out, and it has the plastic forks, the knives, whatever in it, and paper plates. And so we used it more for that because she wanted to wheel it right up to the table, which I love. But you can use them for arts and crafts. You can use them for anything in a bathroom, anywhere, dorm room. So we added that next to the garbage can. So now that big hole that was underneath the shelving looks normal. Like everything looks exactly how it was supposed to look. I can't tell you how happy this after made her and um, and her family. Even her kids mm-hmm. said, and her husband, like, oh my gosh, this has been amazing. So once people get on board, they just are so happy once it's done. And, you know, she said, I made her feel like her kitchen had new life in it again. Did you do any Lazy Susans? I know you're big did, on the Lazy Susan. I did Lazy Susans. And um, yes, I did a couple of them so, up high so that she could see what she owns. Did you just spin it around? Yeah, you just spin it around. And so she never really utilized 
the higher shelves because she couldn't see what was in them. So, mm-hmm. yes, Lazy Susan, you'll hear me talk about those over and over just because it allows you to see what you own so you just don't keep buying more of the same thing. We hope you enjoy your pantry the new way. And one of these days... When the nest is empty, you will look back on those days where you couldn't find things and you'll just say, you know, it, 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 just like we do with everything in life, you know, this too shall pass. Yes. That's like the main, the main message here. So let's talk about the empty nest. I only just, I want to say yesterday or the day before, um, one of my social media memories came up and it was a picture of my son and we were leaving him at college for the first time. He was the first bird to fly. Wasn't an empty nest, but he was the first one to go away. And that was tough. But I knew it was going to be extra tough when the girl child took off. And that was so difficult that we decided I needed a project. And the project was going to be to downsize, move houses. So that would keep me busy. We downsized and then COVID hit. And back came both kids <laughs> in this downsized house that could barely fit all of us at one time. But you know, these are the, the, the bittersweet moments in our lives. Tell tell us your experience with empty nesting and also how it figures into this whole, like, you know, moving moving forward in our lives. Well, for me, I, having two daughters and they're five years apart. So when the first one was leaving, um, you're not going to believe this, but like three days earlier, we were taking her on like a Monday. And I think three or four days earlier, Michael Jackson had died. And I know we've already talked about sentimental music and memorabilia. And, you know, between the 70s and 80s, that's all we yeah. played. And, you know, so I mean, and it was so shocking. I think it just was so shocking. So the whole time we drove her, satellite radio was playing a tribute and we played it the whole way. And they threw me in the back seat and I would be crying and they would just be talking over me because they're like, is she crying over me or Michael Jackson? (laughs) (laughs) So that was my first experience. I really had another one for five years. So although I was a nervous wreck just about dropping her off because it was in Alabama and it's far from home, um, I knew I still had another one. But also with the second one, I don't know about you. For me, I thought, oh, I've been there, done this. This is going to be a breeze. Oh, I've got this. Hey, no worries. You know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I had a serious meltdown on I-95. I mean, like my husband's like, should we go turn around and get her so you'll stop crying? I mean, I literally did not see that coming because I'd already sent one off to college. What I do know, since I'd already had one off, it passes. You don't stay this way you know, you kind of get used to it. And then the minute you get used to it, they come back, whether it's for Thanksgiving, Christmas, spring break, whatever it may be. So I had a a friend tell me that what happens before they go, and I think I experienced this with both my kids. And this is the unfiltered part is they do something called shitting the nest. When your kid starts acting in a way right before it's time for them to go, that makes you want to kick them out of the nest. They start doing things that get on your nerves. And it's like God's plan. Like, let's just get on my last nerve so that when I do get you out of this house, I can at least appreciate the quiet. Or you can't take one more eye rolling. You just can't take it. You're like, if one more eye rolls, I'm going to go crazy. Yes, I think God prepares you for wanting them out because they really don't want to be there anymore. So that that helps a little bit. That's one thing that you can remember that, you know, if you're facing it. And another thing that really helped me, and I want to say it was Katie Couric had written an article about sending her kid off to school. And 
I think it really captured the way I felt. The whole thing leading up to going away to college is this adventure that you're on together. You're with them all the way, cheering them on for their grades, helping them, you know, calling up a tutor to get them ready for their SATs, uh, looking at their essays, helping them pick schools, going on the tours, decorating their dorm rooms. You feel like you're in, you're a part of this exciting adventure. Then you drop them off and they're like, okay, thanks later. Peace out. Got it from here. Oh, well, imagine you're, being you're an organizer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like wanting to go in and organize her whole dorm room. She's like, okay, you can go now. And I was like, like, we're on this what? adventure together. I thought this was a girl trip. And you're like, I need uh, to organize your drawers. No, I'm not done. No, no. <laughs> your closet. Move along. Move along. We got this from here. So all of a sudden, this grand adventure that you had planned, that you envisioned yourself going on with them, they don't need you. And it's it's a it's a tough thing, and it will pass. And I'm going to say it passes within weeks. It's oh, not yeah. months. It's not years. It's it's, it's weeks. Quick. It's, it's quick. quick. I notice, like you know, at first you walk by their room and tears well yes. up, or you sit on their bed and listen to sad music, whatever it is to get it out of your system. Then for some odd reason, it's out, and you're like, "How can I change this room? <laughs> you know, I want a gym. I'm I'm I want to become an artist. I want you know. All of a sudden, it's shifted and you're like feeling guilty then the guilt lays in like how could i do that but people do it all the time they either downsize their homes they make it a home office and put a day bed in there whatever it is but they really say i i've done my job i'm done and now i want to focus on me uncluttered and unfiltered is brought to you in part by hearts for minds Hearts for Minds is encouraging you to use your sidewalk to motivate others for Mental Health Awareness Month. Help break down the stigma of mental illness, spark conversation, and maybe just make somebody's day a little sweeter. It's easy. Grab some chalk and write inspirational messages and pictures on your sidewalk. Snap a photo and share it online by tagging Hearts for Minds on Instagram. And use the hashtag Chalk It Up for Life. That's Chalk It Up, the number four, and life. Let's chalk it up for mental health. Visit Hearts for Minds. That's Hearts, the number four, and Minds.org to learn more. And then you find somebody's coming to town to visit you and you're like, hold on, let me make sure the kid isn't going to be in town that weekend right. so you can have the room. Right. You know, it's just, it just really does shift. It, it, if you are in that phase right now where maybe you have two, three years left or you are just dreading the day, yeah, you might go out and do something crazy. I went out and got a tattoo right off the bat. Wow. Got, yeah, the dandelion. Oh my gosh. And yeah, then, no, I'm not that brave. Um, uh, What did I do? I'm trying to think. So mine is a dandelion and I have the two little seeds flying off to signify like they're flying off to plant their own seeds yeah, it was an empty nest uh thing yeah, yeah i, I have a fear of needles so that wouldn't have happened but i think what i did is i just put myself into work like i was working very part-time mm-hmm. and once the last one left I mean, that was it. I just put poured myself into work and I think it worked. It kept me very, very busy. We also did a renovation, a huge renovation, huge. So that kept me very busy. Um, so I just tried to stay busy. Uh, when you are a mom and your kids are young, you just sit there and wish and hope. I wish I could sleep one night. I wish they would. I wish they were three. I wish they were six. I, you're always wishing their life away or, you know, 
know, they're teenagers and you're like, God, I can't wait till I can not wait up for her to come home or whatever. But it goes so fast and then they're gone and you're like, oh, why did I wish everything away all the time? So that's my bit of advice is if you do have young kids and I tell my clients with young kids all the time that are exhausted. I mean, they can they're prying their eyes open with toothpicks. This too shall pass. And when it passes, you think you think, oh, that's you know, then they get married, then they move. You know, it's just cycles and you you just it's life and there's different phases, but this too shall pass. That is the that is the main thing the two of us have learned over the years. We don't think that we're sage advisors or that we're Solomon over here with all of this incredible life advice. Uh, But basically the one thing we both do know is that whatever season you're in, you will be in another one soon. And so when you are looking at, oh, how am I going to get through this empty nest thing? Or it could be the end of a different kind of relationship. Wherever you are, there is something that's next. It's just the nature of how time works. It's just how time works. And you know, the empty nest is the same thing. And mm-hmm. I would love everyone's feedback three weeks after, because I know everyone's yeah. been dropping their kids off. Right. And so I would love to hear how long it took them yes. to, to do that shift like you and I did. Or if you you picked up a passion project in preparation yes. of that moment, like I said, we we bought a new house and, it, and the, the girl child was very upset with us. She couldn't believe she was going off to college. And when she came home, she wouldn't have her same house. And I understood that that was going to be, maybe that was a crappy thing for us to do. But I also knew it was, it was very much a, a, a house came available that we wanted in a neighborhood we wanted. We knew we had to grab it. That was the scenario. But it was also something where I knew like, I need this. Yes, I need this in my life. You're about to start a new adventure. I need an adventure of my own. Um, it was just yeah. funny that they both came back. Last night, we were sitting on the couch and our son had come over. He's 24. He had come over to have some dinner with us. And we're sitting on the couch watching a, a show. And he said, this, this, what do you guys do all day? What do you do? <laughs> and uh, I just he always has something, you know, that's going to set me off. He just likes to push the buttons. And we said, what do you mean? And he said, like, what do you do all day? And we're like this. And then I said, we do things. And then, yeah, and then you'd to, start like, to up. defend yourself. Yeah, what, 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 we do things. We go and uh, we played uh, trivia the other night. We did that. You know, we just feel like we have to come up with all of these things to show that we have some kind of valuable life going on without him. But I think that you find your groove. You do find your groove. And once you have the groove, as you know, with COVID, when they all came back, because both my adult children also moved back in with us. I mean, it, I was happy only because my kids were way older. They were in, you know, late 20s, early 30s. So in my mind, that was never going to happen again. So I kind of really enjoyed that moment for as long as it lasted. But of course, that too, they were done. They were like, okay, this isn't going away. I'm leaving. I'm going to go to my back to my own apartment. You know, I mean, they don't really want to live with you anymore either. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, it's it's just... As they say, it's time for them to fly, and that's it. And they always come home, always. So let me ask you this. If, you know, you've got these daughters, you you did this renovation, what are their rooms right now in your home? Are they still their rooms, or have you done something with them? I've put you on the spot because you made a face. Um, well, no, it's... <laughs> 
<laughs> You're making me laugh now. Um, what we did is we put two queen size beds because in our renovation, that used to be the master bedroom. So we I moved see. downstairs. So we put two queen size beds. You know, I mean, we made it for us. We didn't make it for the kids. But you necessarily. still want them to have a wonderful place to come back yeah, to. And always. they never really come home at the same time anymore unless it is Christmas. I mean, they just, they have their own lives, their own jobs. They just, you know, they live in different cities. They don't really come back here as much as they used to. So my husband and I were just like, we're going to make this good for us. And, you know, if we have guests or they want to come, but we've made it work. I mean, it's really mm-hmm. worked. And we also downsized after the last one went to college. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, when you downsize, you're kind of making your home for you now, yes. not for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. And that's what most of my clients do. If they're downsizing, it's now about them and what they want. So now we want you to, uh, here's your homework, share your stories about becoming an empty nester, or maybe you are someone who really just has a whole lot of dread for that scenario. Maybe your kids are little and you just can't even, the, the idea that they could one day grow up and go away is affecting you right now. But I'm telling you, you you get ready. You've heard it before. People say, if you're a good mom, if you're a good parent, your job is to get them ready to leave the nest. And you find it hard to believe at a certain point in their childhood because you're like, "Uh uh-uh, I want you around forever. But truly, remember, they will ship that nest Sorry to be the one dropping all the uh, f's bombs today, but they will. They'll 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 do that. They'll make you. They'll make want, you. They'll make you happy. They're leaving. Yeah, Let's just say that it's going to be fine. There are so many. We're not any stronger than you are. We just got through it. We put our heads yeah, down. You and just we got go, through you it. You just get through it. It like you said, it's a phase of life, and you get mm-hmm. through it. And I do think if you did your job, they should be moving on. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. That's what I think. But, you know, everybody has a different situation. But kids need to move on. Go. It doesn't even have to be college. But, you know, they're not going to live with you forever. Exactly. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I, I do believe that. So let, let, let's talk a little bit about the ways you can reach out to us, whether it's this episode or another episode that you've heard of Uncluttered and Unfiltered that has inspired you to want to make a remark or give us some feedback or provide a picture or a video of your space with some commentary. The best way to do that, we do have a website, unclutteredandunfiltered.com. We also have an Instagram page that's separate from Neatly Designed. It's just the Uncluttered and Unfiltered Instagram. And if you go into direct messages, of course you can comment on a photo or an idea, but if you go into direct messages, you're even going to see a little microphone. And have you noticed that this is like the way people are communicating? Yes, I have noticed that. I'm very unskilled when it comes to technology, but people are talking in... They're just, their messages it used versus, to be that everyone was doing voice to text. Yeah. And so I would be talking into my phone and saying, period, exclamation mark, question mark. But now more and more people, I want to say younger than me. I've noticed my daughter doing it. My sister-in-law who's younger does it. She'll leave a whole voicemail yep. instead of responding. So you should take advantage of that. And on Instagram, you can go into private messages. You'll see the little microphone. Hit that microphone and give us a, a message. Just know that we would like very much to use that possibly on our podcast. So you're kind of giving us permission when you do that. Yes. Uh, give us a give us if you're not comfortable with that, just type it out old school. Be like the cavemen did and just send us, you know, in text what it is. But you can respond to anything you've heard. You can send us a photo of a space. 
You can bring up a new topic idea. And like our page. That's so important please to like please and share. like yes. and share. Because sharing... Is caring. It, it, <laughs> well, sharing gets this message out to all you know women over 50, 40 that really want a community of yes. like minds right now. Because, you know, I think that's really important. Exactly. You might be surrounded. You might be in a... I have one friend, and we'll talk about this in the future, but one friend who early on when we started this podcast, I asked to please listen and give feedback. And she said, you know, I'd like to hear from other moms that are my age, 53, but they still have kids that are in middle school and elementary school. That is a whole thing. You got to find your people. And that's a tough, tough spot as well, because you're surrounded by people that are younger than you. So you got to find your people. You got to find your community. Leave us a review, if you would. All of the podcasty things, too. But but do follow through uh, unclutteredandunfiltered.com, unclutteredandunfiltered on Instagram. And, of course, like, share, all the things. Thank you so much for joining us today. And do you have anything you want to add at the end? Did we cover it? What do you think? Did we cover everything we want to talk about today? I think today? so. I think, you know, we're not going to, you know, make move them moving out less easy Uh but we have been there and you know it's part of life and this too shall pass and that's where we get to say this part we are inviting you to let it go and don't look back Hi, it's Eden. Christine and I absolutely love bringing you Uncluttered and Unfiltered, the podcast for women over 50. For the first time, we're asking you for your help. A one-time or monthly donation from you will help us with production costs and help us grow this awesome community. Find a link to make a donation in our most recent show notes in our Uncluttered and Unfiltered Ladies Only Facebook group pinned to the top or on our Uncluttered and Unfiltered Facebook page. And in advance, thank you.